Cleveland, episode 103. Hats off to Matt Stover. I imagine that would be a name that you probably <laughs> remember pretty well from the 90s. Yeah. We've been known for our kickers with Matt Barr and Lou the Toe, Don Cockroft, and Matt Stover was one as well, and Derek Anderson. Oh, Derek yeah. Anderson, the season of dreams in 2007. But uh, Ken Dworsnik and the, uh, we'll, we'll call him Christmas Kringle. Ted is that Klopp. what it is? Okay. Yeah, Christmas I'll Kringle. I'll take that. I'll Drinking take as that. much Christmas ale as you possibly can this holiday season. Yes. So. Kind of like Very voting early stuff. and often. Yes. Uh, question for you. Yeah. Have you done your shopping yet? I mean, have you done shopping at all or anything to that extent um, when it comes to Christmas for We've done some. For your wife. We've done some. Um, or decorating. How about decorating? We've done. Well, uh, the tree is up. Not that it ever really wasn't, but the tree is up. <laughs> and um, we had a, an issue with, so we have Halloween decorations, and then we have uh, blow up turkey for Thanksgiving, and then we have the Christmas decorations. Yeah, And we had an issue where the, the lights weren't coming on for Thanksgiving. And I thought it was because it was cold out or whatever. I talked to an electrician I know. He gave me a couple things to check, and I figured out that one of our cords was bad. And I got it working um, the day after, well, the weekend after Thanksgiving, which was, I guess, last weekend. And because of the weather, haven't had a chance to put the blow-up uh, Christmas decorations yet. Maybe we'll get to that today. I don't know. So we've had uh, green and red lights with a turkey in our yard. Oh, nice. Yeah. So like a reason I bring this up, I had a kind of a strange situation. So we bought our Christmas tree this year. Sure. Uh, not too long ago. I'm not going to say the store I bought it at. So purchased it. Nice looking tree. Go to the register and the cashier. Basically, we're having a conversation and all that. So, wow, this is really nice and all that. And towards the end, the cashier turns to me and says, are you putting this up yourself? And I kind of took a step back. I said, well, no, I'm putting this in the living room. Okay. You. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was the, yeah. What was the cashier's yeah. reaction to that one? There, there you go. There's yep. Classic. Well, in other news, Yes. We don't talk sports here. That's not what we do here. We do have some uh, sporting type things we'll have in our podcast today, but certainly some interesting things that happened over the weekend. Um, we had Deshaun Watson playing, which we, we did talked about before. And I think he dressed up as Deshaun Kaiser, but we're going to talk about that for another well. day. There's a guy that used to play for our team who no longer is playing for a team, by the way, in breaking news. Baker Mayfield got released from the Carolina Panthers. So I'm sure if you heard about that, that's kind of exciting. Fifth year and more local stuff on a positive note, hats off to some local Cleveland teams for winning a state championship in football. Yes, that would be our rivals. The St. Edward Eagles, which once again, a lot of respect and specifically want to congratulate in their first state championship in football. Glenville High School, 
with Coach awesome. Skin. Congrats to them. If you've not been on social media to see his interviews after the game, if if you don't get a tear in your eye watching that interview, oh. I'm not sure if you really like sports. It is yeah. really impressive. You can see the emotion, how excited he was. It's been a long time. Congrats to them. I, I wanted to make sure we talked about those things for those teams. Certainly St. Ed's, but specifically Glenville High School. Yeah. What a great story. Coach Ginn, I mean, that guy's a legend. Ha- absolute legend. No Does difference. anybody do more for the community? There's a it's, lot of people that do great things for the community, and and he's one of them. I don't want to say he does more than anybody else, but uh, I don't know that he does any less than whoever does the most. I'll say that. He's unreal. Yeah. But, uh, I know he's been on some other podcasts and things like that. I've heard them diff- different interviews. Just a very, very good man who does a lot for kids and he's got their best interest. And yeah, hats off to them. So wanted to make sure we mentioned that. Tim, what other things do we have going on in our podcast today? We have anything well, exciting or fun? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's two middle aged men in Cleveland, baby. Yeah. We, we, he, we have a really old cat that gets some recognition. We have a White House press secretary mispronouncing a famous name. We have New York City with a new and unique job looking. They're looking to fill that. We've got that. We've got forecast roulette. I feel like I've heard that forecast roulette before, but I don't know. Maybe that's, I don't know. And then uh, we've got uh, Cleveland sports history. That and more coming up. And now, a woman's perspective. Why are all jokes about women one-liners? So men can understand them. This has been A Woman's Perspective. Overachiever segment. We are going to turn to the Guinness World Records. That's not a surprise. <laughs> it has named a cat from England as the world's oldest living cat. Yeah. Flossie, that's what I would name an older cat, was born on December 29th, 1995. My God. <laughs> that means she will turn 27 later this month. Flossie now lives at a welfare charity. She is said to be in good health despite being poorly sighted and deaf. How about that? So the cat's old enough to drink for a cat. I don't, I've never had cats. So I don't, I mean, I know they live a little bit longer at times than dogs. I know. Yeah. You guys have had cats. We've had cats. We don't have any cats that have lived that long. I'll tell you that. No, no. I'm not sure I could deal with that. No, that's, that's, (laughs) well, good for that cat. I mean, you know, but yeah. Wow. 27. Now, how do they figure that? Is that, do you do times seven? Is that what it is in people years? Uh, that is, yes. What that's what yeah. They do so this animals. cat's like 140 years old. 100, 100, yeah, 154 yeah. to be exact, or will be. Extreme geriatric is where. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Other than other than it can't see or hear, it's doing great. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but an online. <laughs> you know, what? No, I get. Hey, no wonder it's lived so long. It can't see or hear. I mean, yeah, what? Sometimes nobody be not going to be bothered by anybody, right? Oh, absolutely not. Put put the f- food in front of it, stroke its back, and it just figures it's doing well. 
All right. Absolutely. Well, good job, Flossie. And happy birthday uh, coming up here soon. Hey, an online illusion, illusionist, Zach King, has also earned a uh, Guinness World Record. The video that he made titled Zach King's Magic Broomstick has reached 2.2 billion, 2.2 billion views. Wow. That's that's a lot of views. The video was originally posted in December of 2019 and gives the illusion of him flying on a broomstick a la Harry Potter. King says this video actually required less planning than many of his others. Have you, are you familiar with all with Zach King? I don't know. It's the first time I've ever heard his name. Yeah. I know Harry my Potter. Kids, but... My kids know who he is. Oh, yeah. he's That's cool. He's, uh, it's they're all about uh his his videos are about uh messing with image perspective is the best way to understand describe it. that's cool and this you have to check that I out don't, nobody can see me but yet i'm making hand motions it's a podcast it looks good what you're doing by the yeah, way i'm impressed you. looks yeah, like you're trying to play man-to-man defense or something yes that's so. uh something like that yep those are some overachievers Then we're out and about Northeast Ohio, taking in restaurants and bars as much as I possibly can. Two weeks ago, I didn't have a lot for you. I actually have a lot this week. So you and I went on a little beer crawl on Saturday. We actually went to Cuyahoga Falls. When's the last time you've been in Cuyahoga Falls? Um, Not far from Akron. Well, to stop or just passing through it? Whatever, anything. Uh have you well, been there? I mean, Do you know where it's at? Yeah, I know what's where Blossom is, amongst other things. Yeah, not far. It's correct. Nice. It's a cute town. That's the reason yeah. I bring this up, and we're having this conversation. Yeah. So, is it there uh, a restaurant there, uh, or is that in Richfield? Whitey's, the old. Uh, that's uh, in Richfield, Earth? correct? In Richfield, yeah, okay. that's Richfield, which is a great place, by the way. Yeah. I would highly yeah. recommend that. Okay. Great um, Went to Gaga Falls, and we did a little bit of a brewery hop. So we went to, let's see, missing. Mountain Brewery, Hi-Ho Brewing, it seems very fitting for the Christmas season, MacArthur's Brew House, we also went to the Sharon Hotel and they had some specials, and then uh, one of the highlights for us was a place called the Tiki Underground, which actually moved locations, it was at one point in time in Hudson, and now it's in Cuyahoga Falls, and it's kind of decorated very nice for the holiday season with a bunch of different... uh, bulbs and all that and color and it was cool very nice now i don't know if you know this or not but there are a lot of different bars in northeast ohio that are really taking on the holiday season where they're decorating the bar and it's made it you know call it what you want holiday bar christmas bar whatever you want to call it we went to one as well earlier in the week place you probably know well around the corner in lakewood oh been there a couple times times and then some so they have two parts of their bar, their main bar area, which they open over the weekends. And then they have like this holiday area, which is really cool. It's nicely decorated and they have special um, different holiday drinks and all that. I highly recommend that. And uh, we actually made a visit once again to Whole Foods and Rocky River, where they actually have not food again, but they uh, opened their bar back up. And that's been one of our favorite places for a long time. So that has been our out and about. I, uh, once again, will take the baton and yes. hand it to you, Mr. Klopp. And what out about do you have for us? Well, Monsters the, games? 
the uh, no no monsters game recently, but the uh, the Cleveland Suburban Hockey League took us to Fremont uh, this past weekend. Oh, I'm going to say that again: the Cleveland Suburban Hockey League. We went to Fremont. Expand. Not complaining, but I just you know I yeah I don't list Fremont in the you know why not call it the Northeast Ohio Hockey League or right. Northern Ohio Hockey League. Whatever. Do you want on location in Fremont? Did, Fremont. You, did you take yeah. anything in in Fremont? Um, my son got an icy. Nice. Yeah. Did you have to stop at the gas station again, or did you get it at the concession stand? Uh, there was. Uh, we went to the gas station. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. The Fremont rink in Fremont only has three walls, so you're kind of outside. It's a little cold. Oh. Though. That's another rink. Isn't there another rink that's like that, too? That's that's Illyria. Not the outdoor. Illyria and indoor? Fremont are the uh, top wow. uh, vote getters okay. for uh, best rink with three walls. Three walls. Yeah. Interesting. So we were there on Saturday and then I spent my Sunday at the fine Thornton Park in Shaker Heights from 7 a.m. till 2 p.m. watching not one, not two, not three, not four. But five hockey games that my kids played oh in, gosh. in some way, shape, or form. So, yeah, That's we took in our share of hockey. Yeah. Did uh, you uh, – Oh, and we – During your uh, – We we went no, to no, the ahead. varsity hockey game for Shaker on Friday night because my son won the oh, nice. opportunity to skate out with the team. So, my out and about would be that the popcorn at Shaker Heights is top-notch. Oh, I bet it is. Had some of it. It is really good. Good. Oh, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Uh, yeah. do, do people can also hear your vocal tones at some of these games as well. Can they not? Aren't you doing uh, some announcing as a volunteer? It, uh, I am the PA announcer for, uh, well, pretty much any game uh, one of my kids plays in. I take the microphone and uh, do the PA announcing. So, yes. Look at you. Yes. Man for others. That's great yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's great stuff. We played some holiday music this weekend. Was what great. was the top tune? I played the Grinch three or four times. Nice. Played I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas as well. Yep. Those were my top, uh, top my top selections. Very nice. They replaced uh, that uh, the uh, my favorite uh, Neil Diamond song uh, that we uh, play between periods. Try to get everybody to sing along. But yeah. You know. Oh, very nice. Look at you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Look we got you. it all. Some good volunteer work. Yep. Well, Ted, we're out and about and enjoying it. Miss Speak of the Week now, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre addressed members of the media at a recent briefing attempting to talk about President Biden meeting with some members, or rather some winners of the Nobel Prize. The Nobel Prize. That, however, is not what she said. Today, President Biden met with three U.S. winners of the 2022 Nobel Prize. Dr. Caroline Bertozzi, who won the Nobel Prize in chemistry. Dr. John Clauser, who won the Nobel Prize in physics. And Dr. Douglas Diamond, who won the Nobel Prize in economic sciences. A Nobel Prize. Noble. That's, um, I mean, you know, we've had Joe, Joe Biden on here probably more than his share of times. My goodness. How can you be the White House press secretary and not know how to say that? 
It's a great question. I, I, little homework involved, I guess, you know. Uh, homework, homework not done. Homework not done. That is the misspeak of the week. Forecast Roulette with the official, 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 the official meteorologist of two middle-aged men in Cleveland, Fox 8's Scott Sable. Time for Forecast Roulette with the official weather forecaster for two middle-aged men in Cleveland, Scott Sable. Scott, winter is approaching. Any yes, thoughts it is. on what we're going to see this winter? I know how many times have you been, you know, at mass or at the store. So, Scott, what are we going to see with the weather? I mean, how many times do you get that question? <laughs> well, usually I get it, but it's not <clears throat> in that breathy tone, which might be actually a welcome change. But um, if I get it in a breathy tone, well, I don't, never mind. But um, yeah, I mean, everyone's asking now. <clears throat> um, we should have a podcast episode just on that. Yeah. But this one, let's just say this winter won't be like last winter. In a lot of ways. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, if you uh, if you don't like snow, it's a bad thing. Okay. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I think. Because last winter, you remember, we didn't have much snow at all in November and December. Right. I mean, November last winter was wet. It was cool. We had a couple little itty-bitty snows. And then December was off the charts warm mm -hmm. for a variety of reasons I won't get into here. And then it was around like Christmas time. We were watching some 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 variables and we're like, well, boy, the switch is going to flip here in a couple of weeks. And man, did it. Remember the, the big snow we had around MLK weekend? Yeah. And that kind of set the stage for all the snow that we had from then on out. It was still a season last year with slightly below normal snowfall. But consider like 90 some percent of that snow occurred from like January 15th through the end of the month. So imagine if, if December wasn't as warm you know, we would have been well above normal last winter. So this winter, the way it's shaping up now, we're going to have above normal snowfall. It might end up being the first time with above normal snowfall in eight years. So Ted loves a lot of snow, so he'll be, he'll, he'll oh, be very excited. Yeah. He does. He loves to shovel and snow blow. That's some of his favorite things, actually. Really? I, yeah. I, I like burnt toast, too. So, you know, yep. Right. Well, should we spin the wheel, gentlemen? Let's Get go. This done. I think you should spin it this time. I'll spin yeah. it this time. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. You should be getting stronger. Did I make any noise that time when it's fun? That's pretty good. I've been working out a little bit. Still look obese, but that's okay. All right, slowing down here. Jeez, another local one. Lakewood, Ohio. Wow, I think this is the most local one we've ever had in this. Uh, Usually we get like Narsarsalak. Ohio doing on the wheel. I don't know, but it's you get Reykjavik or something like that. But everything is right here in like the Great Lakes. Or well, Scott, I think we kind of say that uh, that Ken Dworsnik is from there or some some other. Uh, no, no, I'm Parma through and through. You know, I'm this. sorry. I'm still okay. wearing white socks and yeah, the whole I'm nine kidding. yards, and I, I'm wearing right. an affliction shirt while we're doing this podcast. So yeah, I'm I'm Parma through and through. Scott, we I think we have an idea what the forecast is going to be in Lakewood, but um, anybody that comes to mind when you think of lakewood ohio and let's see i know my parents used to live there back in the early 70s i no was kidding. born there oh. before i before i moved out to hudson when i was three oh. yeah. um let's see somebody oh you know who you know who uh i think still lives there uh legendary sports guy danny Coglin. you oh know my. we know danny oh gosh yes 
Yes. I mean, he knows more about Cleveland sport. He's forgotten more about Cleveland sports than all three of us will remember in our lifetime. Oh my gosh. And he's still towing the line, right, Scott? I mean, he's still coming in and doing Friday night football. Now, oh no, correct? yeah, absolutely. So every Friday he comes in, he comes, he goes out and covers covers high school football. I mean, you know, he's he's eighty four. God bless him, though. He still oh gets gosh. out there, and he knows he knows. He, he, I mean, he's been in TV for years. He's retired, but he comes in and does that every Friday. It's it's. It, I guess it's a blessing to have him on. Yeah, that is just great. Ted, did you have any workings with Dan with your time at TAM um, at all? I, uh, I mean, aside from a casual hello, how you doing? I mean, John Tellich would say hello to me, and Dan would be with him, and we'd say sure. hello. But I, I, I yeah. no, I didn't know him. I didn't know him enough to, to have a any notable or memorable conversation. Unfortunately, because you talk about a guy that has some stories. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, Scott, I know you had the opportunity to have him on your podcast, and obviously, yeah. you've heard a lot of stories. He's written a lot of books. Give us the best Dan Coughlin story, either one that you've heard from him or one that you've experienced with him being in the, uh, obviously, at, at the station. Yeah, I think, I think the best story, um, the best story, and, and they're all in his books. And by the way, he's writing another book, he said. Is he really? Oh, that's Yeah, awesome. he's writing his fifth book. I've read them all. They're awesome. They're, they're really all, they're great. fantastic. I think one of the best stories is when he was maybe 27. It would have been like 19, I'm making the mid-late 60s. And there was something going on with um, it was I want to say it was like Valley Forge, one of the schools out in Parma, one of the high schools. And something was going on with the football team. And so he was working for the plane dealer at the time or the Cleveland Press, I forget. And he, and they had the idea of him kind of infiltrating the, the football team. So he writes it in his book that the way he writes is so great. He's talking about how he pulls into the parking lot and he puts his cigarette out, you know, and he's, he goes, I haven't, I haven't run in a long time since I was in the middle, you know, the way he writes anyway, he's 27, he gets dressed up and he's this walk on somebody who just moved to the school and poses, poses as a high school student uh, with the football team. And he said it was about, uh, it was like, it didn't take him very long to figure out that this guy just didn't belong. Now the high school coach knew, I believe he knew, and but the players didn't. But that story, and, and, and when they were finally, when he was finally found out that he just he's no athletic ability for football, especially with these kids. And I don't remember, but but the way he told the story, the way he had an info. I mean, imagine doing that now. Imagine, no, you couldn't do it. No, you, you couldn't, couldn't do it. it. There's just it. no way. You but him, the way that he tells that story is just absolutely fantastic. And he tells the story now as if it happened yesterday. And that's oh. what's so special about Danny. But he has so many great stories. You know, he's covered Olympics. He's covered uh, uh, Formula One. He said they just had the newspapers had so much money to play with. They could go anywhere around the world. Yeah. He'd go to Monaco. He'd go to France. He'd go all over the all over the world. And um, um, he has a great relationship with um, Doug Deacon. And so there's a lot of great stories. They would kind of go back and forth in the papers back in the late 70s when Doug, you know, when you could when you could probably, how shall I say, uh, get away with a lot of things that you can't get away with yeah. now, but they're good friends now. Um, but yeah, he's he, Danny's a great guy. We had him on the podcast. He talked for two hours. Oh and my I, gosh. And I told my brother, I said, this is going to be a two-parter because he's going to keep going. And for a guy who's 84, 
you know, he, he and he just kept going and we did it. We recorded it at Gunzelman's, which is a, a bar <laughs> in. That's uh, awesome. Oh my God, that he goes, great. he goes, Scotty, let's go record it at Gunzelman's. I do all my podcasting there. I go, wait a minute. You do podcasts all the time. What's the deal? <laughs> we walk in there and we're like, where's Danny? You know, and we turn the corner and he's holding court with like eight guys at a table. Yep. He's standing up and he's real, you know, how he uses his hands to talk. And they're talking about whatever it is that they're talking about. So we go set up our equipment. He comes over and he records with us for an hour and a half, two hours. Right when we're done, uh, he keeps telling stories that he can't really say on 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 yeah. <laughs> on, a, on a microphone. And then we, we you know we get up, pack our stuff, and then he goes back and holds court like he didn't miss a beat. My gosh, it, it was nice on the, the amount of energy he has. It's just you know I'll take what he's having. So great. Well, Scott, uh, Scott, you started you started the, the interview with. So, Dan, how you doing? And then 90 minutes later, you said, yep. okay, Dan, well, thanks for joining us. That's basically, that's exactly what it was. We had that's a few crazy. people yep. that we go, you know, all right, Danny, tell us your, um, and we had like a list of like eight people. We wanted to get, all right, what's the first word that comes to mind when you hear of, you know, Art Modell? Boom. And then oh. he goes, or Ted oh. Stepien from the Cavs days or whatever. We'll yeah. give him. And, you know, and that's, and he just took off and he ran with it. It was fantastic. That is so good. Well, Scott, we're running out of time here. I yes. wanted to thank you so much for your time on our podcast. And luckily Ted didn't rip, you know, rip anybody this time, which is good. So. Which is always good. Absolutely. You don't want to burn too many bridges. No. Well, I, I've just run out of match. Forecast Roulette with the official, 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 the official meteorologist of two middle-aged men in Cleveland, Fox 8's Scott Sable. Ted, we have good news for a North Carolina woman. Brenda hmm. Hernandez gave birth to a baby boy last month, and later in the day, she won 100 grand in that day's Powerball drawing. Wow. She takes home $65,015 after taxes and says a large part of that will go to paying for her house. So good for her. That's really cool. What a day. I don't think she'll ever forget that day. Yeah, that's that's hitting the jackpot, huh? Yeah. Baby boy and 65 grand. That's not too bad. Yeah. uh, That that right there, that's a really good example of uh, 35% going to to, uh, Uncle Sam. (laughs) That's... Thank you. Congrats on your win. Let me give me give me some of that money. Thank you. Yep, there it is. Good news. Cleveland! This is for you. Time for Cleveland sports history. We bring on a historian, Dusty Sloan. Dusty, a very interesting one. One that I think a lot of ha- has a lot of emotions and, and, and people like to talk about this. It's when the NFL in 1949 merged with the AAFC, which means the Cleveland Browns, the San Francisco 49ers, and Baltimore Colts joined the league, and other teams in New York and Los Angeles merged with existing units. Talk a little bit about this time and talk about this merger with the Browns coming into this new league. Well, it's a very interesting time. When you talk about professional football in the 40s, obviously it wasn't the big time deal that it is now college football was the bigger deal back then so you obviously had the nfl who was established had been around for 20 30 years at that point and you had the aafc which started in 1946 and had teams like the 
Cleveland Browns, obviously, the Chicago Rockets, the 49ers, the Miami Seahawks, if people have heard that. that that's not the Seattle Seahawks, that's the Miami Seahawks. And the football version of the New York Yankees, which you never will see anymore because of trademarks and stuff like that. But the AAFC played for four years, 46 to 49. The Browns won all four championships. And then obviously the NFL looking to expand its footprint and try to get past college football as the best game in town, brought in the Browns and the 49ers and the Colts and obviously became a bigger team. Now, obviously, with these alternative leagues that you see now with the second coming of the USFL, the XFL coming back for a third time, you're just not going to see that type of merger situation. But back then, when it wasn't as when the leagues weren't as popular, say, you did things like that to try to get into the NFL and try to make that money. Well, Dusty, one thing I think people kind of don't really think about, and many people from that time that watched them play and were very big fans of them of the 50s and 60s, once again, I'd like to, you know, set, set home to a lot of people. The Browns were really good at that time. I mean, they had a really good team and played really well. I mean, and you mentioned that they won those championships from 46 to 49. But how good coming into that first year? Give us a reminder. How good was that team going into 1949 to the 1950 year? Well, the, the, the fact that they were good, first of all, when you had Hall of Famers like Otto Graham and people like that, but they also were the leaders in integration in professional football of bringing African-American players on and Hall of Fame African-American players on. So what, So you had the fact that Paul Brown was a great coach. You had Otto Graham, who was a great quarterback. They took great players from wherever you could find them, and they didn't care what their skin color or background was. And you take that team that won four in a row in the AFC, go in the NFL, and they kept winning championships despite the fact that the NFL higher-ups thought that they weren't good enough to do that. Well, they found out right away in 1950 they were good enough. And obviously the rest is history. But yeah, the AFC, hard to say how good the league was as a whole because obviously there's very little video from that time. All you really have is statistics, and even that's not great. But obviously the, the Cleveland Browns were really good back then and good enough to translate those championships into the bigger league. No, there's that's certainly it. And I think this kind of set the mark for where things are today with, you know, you, you had these teams coming in and then you just had the, the building from there. I mean, my gosh, you have 32 teams now. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. The, the, you know, certainly the conglomerate it's turned into dusty, any final thoughts on this, on this merger with maybe even some of these other teams, San Francisco at the time. I mean, I don't think they were that great. Were they, I know the Colts were, but with San Francisco, were, were they, you know, obviously you think of them with the Joe Montana times, but I don't think they were that good in 1949 or 1950s. Is that correct? No, they struggled a lot when they first got in the NFL. They were really good in the AFC. They were and looking at this. They had the second best cumulative winning percentage in that league behind the Browns. So they were really good in 46 to 49. But yeah, until they would make the occasional playoff appearance after that. But you're right. Up until the fact they got Bill Walsh and Joe Montana, they for about three decades, they did a lot more losing than winning. Yeah, well, <clears throat> unfortunately, we knew that for a little while, and hopefully that could change for us as well. Well, Dusty, outstanding, outstanding work with this history as uh, we look back to 1949 with the NFL merger of the AFC where the Browns, 49ers, and Colts joined the new league. Dusty, as always, thanks for the history lesson. We always appreciate your time. Always look forward to it, Ken. Thanks. Cleveland, this is for you. 
the most trusted name in journalism, Klops Clips. Yes, Ken, here we go. A New York City uh, job has been created, a new one. Uh, last Wednesday, they posted the position. They're looking for a, a director of rodent migration. <laughs> the the so-called rat czar is going to try to slow down the recent increase in the city's rat population. This is a legitimate job posting. Now I'm going to read the job post. Do you have what it takes to do the impossible? A vehemence for vermin. A background in urban planning, project management, or government. And most importantly, the drive, determination, and killer instinct needed to fight the real enemy, New York City's relentless rat population. If so, your dream job awaits New York City's Director of Rodent Migration. That's the job post. Uh, the role will pay between 120 and 170 grand a year, and successful candidates will need to be New York City residents with a bachelor's degree, at least five years of relevant experience, and, quote, a swashbuckling attitude, crafty humor, and a general aura of badassery. <laughs> That's what I need. Yeah. That's what, what I need to bring to the table. General badassery. Badassery, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Well, get your application. The rat in. population is a problem there. It is. I, I know it's a little tongue in cheek, but they say that's the, the biggest problem in that city. I guess all those dead bodies don't count for much. Anyhow. <clears throat> Uh, George's Rockdale County Sheriff's Office posted its current most wanted list on its Facebook page, and they received a response from Christopher Spaulding. His name was not on the list, and his post read, How about me? The department replied on Facebook, You are correct. You have two warrants. We are on the way. Later that same day, the department posted a picture of Mr. Spaulding in handcuffs after his arrest on two warrants for felony violation of probation. How about me? How about yep. We missed you. Yep. Oh, Not my anymore. God. more. Well, at least he's honest. Yeah. A, uh, a Colombian judge has been suspended for three months. Judge Vivian... Polania was holding a hearing via Zoom. Her camera was on and showed her appearing to be uh, half naked while oh, lounging sure. in bed and taking a drag from a cigarette. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> excuse me. Eventually, a prosecutor informed her that her uh, camera was on, so she uh, immediately turned it off and continued with the hearing. So she's having a lung dart. Yeah. Half naked. Yeah. Doing her job in bed. Okay. Yep. Thank you, Judge. Yeah. Hear ye. Wow. Hear ye. Yep. That's it. Now, in sports, Ken, how about those brownies? Back-to-back -back wins? 
Mm-hmm. And up next, our southern rival, the Cincinnati Bengals, who just knocked off the Chiefs and are now 8-4. and four. Now, just for us here on Two Middle-Aged Men in Cleveland, I have an exclusive interview with an unnamed Browns spokesman. Unnamed Browns spokesman right here. So, we're joined by said spokesman right now. Mr. Spokesman, how about that victory on Sunday? Yeah, well, we're on to Cincinnati. Okay, but interesting. That was that was impressive. What uh, what about uh, what about Deshaun Watson? What'd you think of him playing after his suspension? We're on to Cincinnati. Um, well, the the defense scored twice, and you ran a punt back as well. We're on to Cincinnati. It's uh, nothing about the past, nothing about the future. It's right now, we're preparing for Cincinnati. Okay. Do you do you think Deshaun Watson is getting more comfortable playing again after his suspension? We're getting ready for Cincinnati. I'm not sure Ken here. Uh, uh, Mr. Spokesman, any any word on injuries coming out of the Houston the Houston? Game? We're getting ready for Cincinnati. That's what we're doing. Apparently, that's what we're doing. Okay. On to Cincinnati. On to Cincinnati. I'm Ted Klopp. That's news to me. What do you get when you cross a snowman and a vampire? Snowman and vampire. Not sure. Frostbite. Why was Santa's helper depressed and sad? Oh, I don't know. He had low self-esteem. That joke was horrible. Coming up on the end of episode number 103, and we are... Christmas is nearly here, Ken. We have about uh, uh, about uh, two and a half weeks to go. You asked me how the decorating was going in my house. How's the decorating at your house? Uh, we're nearly fully decorated. We just got to put the ornaments on the tree, which we'll be doing here very soon. So very exciting. We do have, in addition, that's been a big fan of our street. We do have the leg lamp that's in our window. Oh, so, yeah. The electric sex is back. So <laughs> now is it a, a live tree or a fake tree? No, we went with the fake tree. We used to have live at one point in time. And then I don't know. Always concerned. We're going to burn the house down. Not trying to be funny or anything. It's that's yeah, always the no, concern. That's a legitimate so, concern. So we've gone artificial. So but it's it's nice. It's a it's a, we got it a couple years ago. Now it's just like second or third year. And it's I will say it's pretty easy to put up. Three yeah. sections, put it together. Lights are already on the tree. Boom, plug it in, you're done. So that 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 part is nice. What about uh, outside? Any direction, any uh, decorations outside? We, we tried to look at a few things. We have some up lights. Up lights are basically spotlights that go in the air. That's what an up light is. Uh, that we put on our tree. So I think we're going to work on that. That's in progress. So hopefully I, uh, we can have a double Christmas. I know you guys kind of go all out. We when have it comes to work to on outside. that. Yep. As I was saying earlier, we got to work on that. I uh, grabbed the stuff. We have a an area that we kind of store some of that stuff here at the office. I put it in my car the other day. One of our uh, one of my coworkers saw me and said, uh, "Have fun with your blowups this weekend." <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, that's nice. It's nice. That's though. not. 
not what I was looking for, but no. uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. And now one other thing I wanted to bring up, we talked about this before. So I, I don't know how you guys do TV and all that kind of stuff. Do you guys have a DVR? We do. do you have a DVR at your at your place. So we have one. We don't use it. To be honest with you, most of the time we just watch the shows we're watching and all that fun stuff and enjoy that. But I wanted to see, are there some shows on your DVR that maybe are a little bit different or anything like that? Oh, yeah. We'll have to. Yeah. Uh, you got some? Well, I have one show that I will say that's kind of a guilty pleasure. And it's, it's almost embarrassing that I say this. But it's a show called 90 Day Fiance. Have you heard about oh, yeah. this show? It's it's pretty interesting. Well, now they have another version of this. It's called The Single Life, where they basically have these same people, which surprisingly, by the way, their marriages didn't work out. No. What a surprise. And now they're single and out dating again. And that's that's the show. So wow. You and I have been watching that recently, but I was just thinking the other day because I was coming from I had 10 a, feet away. I had a couple of conversations with some friends and I'm like, Hey, you guys, you know, are there any interesting stuff that you guys, you know, record or anything like that? And I wanted to kind of throw it to you to see if you have any interesting stuff that you record on your DVR or you, you and Erica watch together, anything like that. You got any, well, any good so, stuff? So full disclosure, because we uh, live in a side by side with my in-laws, we share the DVR. Okay. And so it is, it is always interesting. I will say this, the amount, the volume, I don't know if it's, if old people do this or what, uh, my in-laws are in their early seventies, the volume of political news shows that gets recorded on a daily basis is, is staggering. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't. I mean, I get all the news I need long before I turn on a television. So if yeah. I turn on a TV, I want to be entertained. And right. aside from, you know, if somebody makes a mistake or something like that, or there's some nonsense, you know, do I care what we're doing about gas prices? Yeah, I care, but I don't, you know, I already know, you know, I don't need a half hour of analysis on that kind of thing. So we have a lot of, Political shows. I think we, I think we should do a segment on this. What do you think? We uh, what's uh, what's on my DVR? Yeah, what are we watching. People can reach out to us and let us know if they got some stuff that they have on their DVR. But I think between family members and friends and all that, I think we probably could put together a pretty good list of maybe some odd or strange shows that people record. No doubt. Well, I know, I, I know. Uh, you know, it's a nice short movie. Uh, the movie Save it, Saving Private Private Ryan was. Recorded twice in HD on our uh, PBR. Uh, <laughs> Once wasn't enough. You had to get it twice. Oh, my gosh. Double. Yeah, it's, speaking of an entertaining movie, boy, you know, you want to. It boy, is a great it? movie, but yeah, that's not one you want to watch 50 times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that 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 uh, dramatic scene about two and a half hours in really had me rolling. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Do you do a clean out of the DVR or do you just kind of leave it on there? Oh, my wife does a clean out periodically. Okay. Yeah, she'll okay. say, "What is this? This is out." Gotcha. You know, this, is there a this... show that you and uh, last question? Is there oh, a show well, you right and now we're uh, we're into and uh, oh boy, she'll laugh. We're into the unexplained, which is a show on the History Channel by uh, William Shatner. 
Oh, he's the okay. host. And it's different. Um, it's kind of like when we were growing up, uh, do you remember the show In Search Of, narrated by Leonard Nimoy? I do, actually. Yes. Okay. It's kind of yes. like that. You know, it's uh, like UFOs. And the front end and the back end of the show are always the same. He, you know, well, what, he asks like three or four questions and then. He, uh, you know, well, uh, UFOs, are there aliens? Uh, have people come from other planets to to investigate us? And then there's a pause and he says, well, that is what we will try and find out. <laughs> and he just is a vocal. He is a tremendous narrator. I love That's listening great. to him narrate. Yeah. But it, it, it's to the point where we chuckle about it. And then That's funny. at the end of the show, you know, there's no conclusive evidence to whatever they've they've given you a bunch of information but there's no definitive conclusion on whatever they've spent the last hour giving you information on and so he says so aliens coming to earth not sure but for the moment that topic will remain unexplained <laughs> and he has a different so facial true. expression each time and a different inflection yeah. And so it's now to the point where, like, my wife will say, why did why did our number one son do this? And I said, well, you don't know, and I don't know, which means that this is unexplained. <laughs> and if you think Hopefully she gets it, point, you're right. 100% right. Oh, I know. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Yep. Well, Ted... Well, after that'll be one of our new segments. What's on your DVR? I guess. What's on? What am I watching? What am I watching? Great stuff. Uh, certainly uh, enjoyed our podcast today. Special thanks to Mr. Sable, our official weatherman for two middle-aged men in Cleveland, Mr. Sloan as well for bringing us some insight and some Cleveland sports history. And until uh, we have one more show for the end of the year, which will be right around Christmas, and then we'll be kicking off 2023, which, by the way, we'll be back with <laughs> more craziness, more foolishness, of course, for the 2023 year. Until that time, Ted, once again, have a great uh, couple of weeks. We'll talk soon. And to all our listeners, thank you. And we're just two middle-aged men in Cleveland. Two Middle-Aged Men in Cleveland is sponsored by Westminster AV. Custom audiovisual packages for all occasions. We're getting ready for Cincinnati. That's what we're doing.